Hey guys, it's Dawn and I wanted to let you know about a new space I'm creating called What's the Truth Community. If you experience trauma in childhood, the truth can be really elusive. In toxic families, the truth of what goes on behind closed doors is hidden. And I speak to people every day who are only just now beginning to discover the truth of who they really are years later because we were given so many false beliefs about ourselves. Nobody loves you. You should be ashamed. You'll never amount to anything. All the lies are manipulation within toxic family homes. But each belief that gets filed away in your subconscious mind is so powerful. Each belief changes every choice you make and that can change the entire direction of your life. If you are ready to create a beautiful life for yourself, come and join me in the What's the Truth community. By sharing truth, we are learning to step out of the fog and see what is the truth of your life so far. Because once you can see it, you can fix it. We are going to be talking about truth so that you can finally live in peace, freedom and authenticity. In the What's the Truth membership, you will have access to subscriber-only episodes, all ad-free and all for the cost of a cup of coffee a month. This is the most important community you will become a part of this year. If you listen via the Apple Podcasts app, you can sign up right there in the app. And if you listen on any other platform, you can sign up via Supercast. It's super easy and the links are in the show notes. This is your safe space. I'm so excited for you to join me. I had never, up until that point, I'd never taken my trauma seriously. And this is such a huge piece for anybody listening who is struggling out there because a huge, huge part of why I felt so stuck and so hopeless and so alone was because I believed the narrative that pull your socks up, get on with it. So when she said, this is going to be intense, you're going to be reliving your trauma, I went, yep, 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 cool. Nothing really happened to me. So that was my narrative. But then there's something quite special, Dawn, about sitting there. You're doing this bilateral stimulation with your eye movements and your entire body is transported back in time and you are sobbing the noises that I made. Welcome to How My Parents Raised Me, I'm Dawn Chitty. When we are born, we arrive here as pure and perfect souls and the direction our life takes from that moment is deeply connected to what our parents bring to our lives. And what our parents bring to our lives is deeply connected to what their parents brought to their lives and that's the cycle of families. I have always craved connection with real and raw stories to understand what makes you, you. What makes you the absolutely unique human that you are. Stories are medicine for the soul. They can connect us and they can change the world. And so in this podcast, I'm listening to beautiful souls sharing their story. What happened to them, how they got through and how they have healed and thrived despite everything 
to arrive right here in this moment. Content warning, if you are triggered by the themes of this podcast, please seek a helpline in your city. Hey, beautiful souls. I am so excited to have my friend Emma back on the podcast this week. She is such a light and the way she tells her story is so relatable. We spoke to Emma earlier in the year and we're talking now about Emma's healing journey over the past few months since we last spoke. And through Instagram, I have watched Emma struggling with her brutal EMDR sessions and trying desperately to get on top of the triggers that have been driving her life for way too long. It reminds me so much of my own journey and I suspect that it will strike a chord with you too. Emma is so raw and honest in what she shares here. This is part one of Emma's story. Emma, welcome back. We had such a beautiful chat earlier this year and you shared your story and so many amazing insights from your journey so far. And then just in the past six or seven months, I can see by watching your Instagram account, there's been a huge amount of growth and change for you. And you talk about your triggers and difficulties with so much honesty that we don't often see from anyone because we're all trying to present this shiny filtered version of ourselves to the world for anyone that didn't hear your previous episodes please go and check them out because they were such beautiful episodes can you explain where you were at say this time last year oh my goodness yes so this time last year was just as I was starting therapy so I've spoke to you about that in the previous episodes And it was a point, it was a big turning point in my life where I decided um, I needed to give myself that chance to dig into various things that had come up. Um, For my whole life, I had just been in in and out of deep depressions and anxieties, um, drowning just with no idea dawn like just no idea why so confused and found myself at 34 with two children having had breast cancer um just in this puddle on the floor just this swampy old puddle um thinking um is this is this it well actually this i i thought and believed this is it this is me this is how it's gonna go and it's gonna be like this forever and um it's dark you know it's dark if you find yourself in those positions and it's it's i've got to be careful because obviously i don't want to blanket out my whole life as this depressed anxious um you know existence of turmoil because anybody listening who's experienced anxiety and depression will also know uh, as highly sensitive people there's there's huge highs in there as well and i have had joy um joyful moments peppered throughout um but 
it was something that just kept on coming back, a dark cloud that kept on coming back, that antidepressants didn't seem to um, shift, or they did for a time, but then I would plateau. And um, I tried CBT therapy um, various times. And it was just at a point where I just, I was, I felt hopeless and that there was, there was nothing, nowhere else to turn to. Um, and it was an episode of your podcast that triggered memories of sexual abuse in my childhood that made me embark on the trauma informed psychotherapy route, which is, which is so important to, um, it's so important to find a therapist who is, you know, everybody's position, everybody's situation and position is nuanced, isn't it? To, to various degrees. There's so many different modalities of therapy out there and people just say therapy and um, actually, uh, and this is, I'm, I'm included in that. I, I just thought of oh, therapy, it's therapy, you know, and I knew there was talking therapy and CBT, but I hadn't heard of trauma informed therapy and, and since diving in and experiencing going through that therapy and doing EMDR, it's just been a, a road of sort of discovery of, of, of how, how much, how much there is out there that we that we can harness and use to to help bolster us and to pull us out of that mire. So I would say, I mean, I've spoke for a long time, Dawn, but <laughs> that's that's how I roll. Um, you know me. Um, but I would say that this time last year, I was I was just entering into that in that lost hope hopeless space, and then in the March when we actually spoke. I was buzzing, like buzzing off the fact that this therapy was opening my eyes to so much of my past. And if anybody, like you said, if anybody wants to go back and listen to that, you know, you can hear that in my voice because I've just gone back and listened myself. And I was so enthusiastic and on a roll, you know, with my healing. And it didn't stop, Dawn. It continued. <laughs> It really did. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's interesting when you talk about finding this therapist who's trauma informed. And it's it's a huge thing, isn't it, to find, first of all, to understand that you need to find that trauma-informed therapist, but also just finding the right one for you, because somebody else might think that a therapist is amazing and they might just not be the quite the right person. So the fact that you hit on this really amazing therapist is is so key isn't it and then that same therapist you started EMDR is that right yes yes so again I've got you to thank for for this because in that in that podcast episode that changed my life dawn thank you very much changing lives there um with your little microphone um <laughs> um the lady who was talking about her own sexual abuse in her childhood spoke about EMDR and how it had helped her recall memories that she'd fully dissociated from and 
blacked out basically and that was my experience um i had dissociated and had no memory of what had, i knew something had happened to me but i had no idea and memory of what had happened to me um so the emdr piece was key even though i just had no idea what it was i just listened to that episode and rolled with it messaged a friend of mine whose girlfriend is a psychotherapist and i said do you know anybody that does emdr and she put me in touch with my therapist and that's how it happened i was so lucky to get somebody who i just knew straight away that i felt safe with and that is so key if anybody out there is looking for a therapist you know if you find somebody have a session of you know a very one-off open session of this is to see if i you know you just your body knows straight away i think i don't even i don't i think you need like two minutes to be honest um and your body will tell you if that's a person that you can um feel safe with and share with because that is so key for any therapy and especially emdr yeah sure yeah and watching that journey with emdr because you have done quite a few posts on instagram it does look quite brutal can you describe how that actually goes because yeah i mean it's not like just it's not like something that you go in and it's all gorgeous and wonderful is it (laughs) oh no god no no it really isn't and i and i don't think i realized how brutal it was going to be it really i think part of the reason why i didn't realize how brutal it was going to be was because i've never taken my trauma seriously i i had never up until that point i'd never taken my trauma seriously and this is such a huge piece for anybody listening who is struggling out there because a huge huge part of why i felt so stuck and so hopeless and so alone was because i believed the narrative that pull your socks up get on with it other people had it worse and and you know what that part of me that part that's inside me still comes up to this day even after i've done the emdr i've relived the sexual abuse i've relived the loneliness and abandonment from my dad and the heartbreak that i felt relived it and that part still sneaks in and goes well it was only one it was only one time of sexual abuse. Like some people have multiple times, like who are you to complain? That part is such a bitch. <laughs> um, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because yeah, at the point before I started EMDR, I didn't take myself seriously. So when she said, this is gonna be intense, you're gonna be reliving, re, you know, you're gonna be reliving your trauma. I went, yep, 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 cool. Nothing really happened to me. So I'm making this all up anyway. I'm making it all up because I'm, you know, I'm an attention seeker and I'm looking for an excuse. I'm just looking for an excuse. <laughs> that was my narrative. But then there's something quite special, Dawn, about 
sitting there, you're doing this bilateral stimulation with your eye movements and your entire body is transported back in time and you are sobbing, uh, snot is pouring out your nose, the noises that I made. I mean, I, I want to cry just remembering the noises that I made during those sessions because it was of a girl's heart being broken. It was the most validating experience because I had locked, I'd locked it away completely. And it's amazing, our, you know all about this, you speak to so many people, but our brains, they just wanna protect us. And they just, they all they care about is our survival. And so for me, for that little girl to continue with her life, she needed to lock it away. And that's where it gets stuck. And no matter what you've been through, if you're not, if you're not able to process during the time of something traumatic or you don't have a family that's supportive and sees you and asks you how you are and really cares how you're doing, then all of the things that happen like bullying in school, they, they add up and you're not, you don't ever process them, you, they get stuck. And this is what EMDR does. It brings it back. You've got to feel it again, which is horrible but it brings it back. And then finally you're bringing it, you're bringing it up into your, the upper part of your brain. And this is where it gets neutralized with the, with the EMDR. I don't know if neutralized is the right word, but processed, integrated, and your thinking brain can say, this happened you are safe, you didn't die, you are okay. And the left brain, right brain soothes each other and you get to a place of, of where your body isn't in this intense reactivity anymore. Yeah. And it's quite amazing, I've got to say. It's quite amazing. I hope I've explained in a way that people can understand because it is is crazy voodoo dawn it really is <laughs> yeah wow and how many sessions or how long is the process yes so i think obviously it varies from person to person and with complex ptsd so when i was having my therapy sessions my therapist didn't diagnose me with cptsd but instagram such a wonderful place isn't it and i very quickly realized that Yes, I had trauma from the sexual abuse when I was four, but what what was the what was the problem was I didn't have anybody to turn to. And when we when we don't have caregivers who are attached and tuning into us, then the then traumas that happen are repeated. It's it's over it's over and over and over and over and over and over again. Over and over and over and over and over again. And yet, so obviously the sexual abuse was a big one, but as we grow up, we experience multiple traumas. And if you can't bring that to somebody, then you're internalizing 
all this whole spectrum of traumas you know big t little t doesn't matter little t traumas can build up to this cptsd which is so it is it's when you find yourself in this place of complete meltdown like how i did you know because there's there's so much to work through and i know i've gone I've, I've completely gone off on a tangent here but the reason i was talking about cptsd is that you could actually do emdr forever with that <laughs> not forever but i could have continued for a very long time with doing that but the truth is is that when you have awareness and knowledge you can do your processing in so many different ways on your own the emdr and both me and my therapist agreed that we tackled my biggest issues which was feeling abandoned by my dad and the sexual abuse so that was about four months in total of weekly emdr sessions and there was a four month four or five months lead up of talk therapy before we started those sessions um, and then we did have a few months talk therapy after the emdr but it was it was very it just came to a really natural end where i felt like i'd got what i needed from the therapy and and it was time for me to implement it in in my lived experience then a bit like learning how to drive a car you know like you only learn how to drive the car when you're actually on your own out there in behind the wheel you know the therapist can tell you where everything is and what you need to do and then you've got to drive it and that's a, a really important thing to consider because i think when i spoke to you back in march i was very much having my driving lessons so held so excited just like validated buzzing off the fact that there's a reason there's a reason why you know and just flying off off that but you come out the other side and then it's the real work it's the real work of oh yeah processing day to day through your trauma triggers exercising as much self-compassion as you possibly can and having all of those tools in your tool belt to go at a situation when it arises because it will again and again because of we've been I shouldn't say we, I have been wired that way. My nervous system is geared for threat. I've lived in fight or flight my whole life. Unfortunately, knowledge doesn't rewire circuitry. <laughs> the only thing that does that is active experiences that disprove what your nervous system believes. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think going through something as intense as EMDR, I suppose we all think, okay, so you come out the other side and you're you're pretty good. It's going to be life-changing. And I think mm. it is life-changing to a degree, but like you say, 
you're really just changing the way you process the same situations, aren't you? I know from past experience myself, when things were getting difficult in my life, I would just be constantly getting sick because mm. I would put that face on, I get out there and you just bury it, bury it, bury it. And and I would just be sick all the time with an, a new this or a that or whatever it was, chronic sort of illness. So what you're doing is changing the way that you process instead of burying it you now you've brought it out to the light you know that you're triggered you know when something isn't right and you've got tools to work through it so I guess that's you know that's the big change isn't it it's the it's a huge huge change it's a huge shift because and I don't know if anybody listening can relate but if you if you've suffered from anxiety and depression from your whole life for your whole life then you're very much cut off from your body um you know it's it's all hair it's all the thick cloud in in your head and you're obviously physiologically lots of things are happening in your body your heart's racing your, t- your throat's tightening, your, um, you know, clenching, all of those things. But actually, it took my therapist to, I mean, it was a few times, she'd always say, what are you feeling in your body? And I was always at a loss for words because I'd never brought my attention to what was going on before. I was so motor mind. I was just brrr, with the anxiety and then obviously flip to depression, just, you know, sleeping, whatever. Um, And so bringing awareness to your body is a huge step that shouldn't be belittled in a way. I mean, we've got there's so many modalities out there and people talk about yoga and mindfulness and um, practices that connect us with our body well it's all for nothing if you're not if you're not actually if you're burying all your trauma and your power into yoga every day which i did by the way when i was about 25 i went to yoga every single day i was the yoga queen i swear i could do i was you know all doing my thing doing my (laughs) yoga being doing all the crazy shit and just thinking i'm brilliant did it do anything for my mental health no it didn't it did absolutely nothing because i wasn't actually really and truly connecting my mind with my body it wasn't happening and i believe a real turning point for me was when i was when i started feeling through fully my trauma triggers so very much like emdr in a way i would find i would find myself having a bodily reaction and if if possible I'd take myself into the corner and I would do the butterfly hug, which is where you cross your arms over your chest and you tap from side to side, left to right. And 
This is bilateral stimulation, so it works exactly the same way as EMDR does. EMDR is just with your eyes. The butterfly hug is just tapping. A lot of people go running because of that left, right, you know, when you're jogging, left, right. If you go running and fully allow yourself to feel something that's coming up for you at that time that might have been triggered say you have an argument with your partner and you don't feel like they respect you i'm i'm not a runner dawn so i i ain't going running i'm go i'm gonna stand in the corner and do my butterfly hug thank you but you know anyone listening it's just like a good thing to know go out and and and, and run it run it out but but don't bury it for whatever you do please don't bury it that's what you've done for your whole life that's why it is it's it's never going to get resolved it's always going to be there it's always going to come back it's looking desperately this is why i i think it's really helpful to call them parts they're kind of little people like they're kind of little people frozen in time and they're looking desperately to be seen so if you're having trouble with your partner because you don't think that they see you or want to hear what you have to say or you you know you feel like they disrespect you that is a part this is a personal example that i'm working through right now but that is a part of me childhood me that felt like i didn't matter felt like i wasn't seen and so when my partner does something that fuels that story i'm in that trigger that part is like yep see see that's why it comes back and back and back and without awareness you just go into the pit dawn you go into the pit and while you're in the pit all that's happening is other confirming experiences are happening as in you know see and that person did that and that person did that and it all builds up to bolster this wounded younger part and without awareness you're stuck there and the only way through is to let that let that part speak and it might be ugly but just like how when i did emdr it needs to be seen and it but it not only does it need to be seen it needs to be felt you know it needs to be felt and if you take yourself jogging or do your butterfly hug or dance or drum let that part speak and feel it and it's difficult and i, I wish i had i wish i i feel like I'm not explaining it properly because it's so, so important, this piece of it, to feel it through. And each time you feel it through, there's that little notch on the other side of the spectrum that's like, oh, wait a minute, you didn't scream at your partner. You didn't do, you know, we all have these react, re reactive responses. Mine is fight could be flight or freeze mine's fight if i feel it through don't scream 
then I'm teaching my brain, I'm rewiring my brain to say, see, you didn't need to attack him. You are safe. And as soon as you get out of that trigger, a few minutes later, you're like, oh, he only, you know, he only forgot the milk or whatever. And you realize that it's silly. But in the time, at the that, that moment, you're breaking up and you, you're wondering where you're going to live with your kids and how your kids are going to deal without a dad, like genuinely. <laughs> I can totally relate to that. <laughs> but I think it's important also because earlier you did say you thought, oh, it was only one incidence of sexual abuse. I think it's important that people understand that it can be anything that's actually triggering to you. One incidence of sexual abuse is massive, Mm -hmm. but it might be something as simple as, as just feeling like nobody heard you. It can be that simple. I mean, it can be even less than that. It can be a few incidences of feeling like you weren't heard. If it's something that's deeply traumatizing to you at that time, then everything is valid, isn't it? everything is valid everything is valid and i would i i'm gonna just go there and speak on behalf of myself because i know this is my truth but i didn't feel seen or heard in my family dynamic ever and i honestly believe that I would choose the sexual abuse over that any day. I would choose a horrific one-off capital T trauma in place of those thousands, thousands of little T traumas where my mom didn't smile at me when I walked into the room. You know, or my mum just looked up and frowned. You know, we're talking, I don't know what the maths is, but it's got to be over the course of a child growing up. It's got to be thousands. If If you're not attuned with your child and you don't hear them and see them and make them feel seen and heard like that then those thousands of little t traumas are so huge you know and this is cptsd it's it's deeply ingrained and and this is why people with those thousands of little t traumas a don't take themselves seriously you know they're like what really happened like nothing really bad happened like this is so important to me because i know that there are so many people out there that are just like well i didn't have any real trauma and when when they did it was just it was just thousands of the little of the little traumas you're living your life in struggle you're living your life in struggle and it's not your fault. Your your body's just primed for danger because of course, like let's just go back a bit further. 
if you're not seen and heard by your caregivers to a child, that means death. <laughs> um, and it sounds really extreme, but it it does. It means death. Also, proximity maintenance, touching your like hugging your kid, hugging your child, and showing physical affection towards your child is so important we know this science tells us if we don't cuddle a newborn it dies if we don't touch it it dies you can feed it change its nappy but if you're not actually touching it humans die that's how important that is so if the only thing that ever happened to you was that you never got a hug that's the huge thing it's not the only tiny thing that happened oh i can't complain no it's huge it really is and it's and it's with you and like there's 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 heartbreak in there that needs to be processed i am loving catching up with emma and i hope you're enjoying this conversation as much as we enjoyed having it please tune in next week for the conclusion of our chat see you then Thank you for being on this journey of healing and community with me. If you are ready to manifest and create the life you really want for yourself, please go to dawnchitty.com. If you listen on Apple, I would love it if you could take a moment to post a review for the podcast. It would mean a lot. Check the show notes for all links recommended in this episode. If you're on Instagram, follow me at My Big Love Project and please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. Thank you for joining me. You are such an incredible soul because you are you. You are unique. Your journey is unique and you can absolutely change the world with your story. Your time is precious and I so appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next week.